0: Everybody, welcome. Um, we are here with a special guest. Um, a little, um, how should I say it? Unconventional than usual? Our usual guests? Um.
1: <laughs> what are you, your usual guests like?
0: Well, I guess they're all unconventional in their own ways. Um, but Molly here, she's a, an exotic dancer. What brought you to doing that?
1: Um, let's see. Uh I was a single mom, and I was Mormon and married and I was going to school and working two jobs and I just decided to make a change and I did and ended up as an exotic dancer
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did, what did you do before that?
1: Uh, I did a range of things um. I was a tutor for the school district. I, t- I tutored kids in, like, math and reading. And um, I taught gymnastics for a little while. I don't know. I did a lot of different things. Did you enjoy tutoring? I did, yeah. I thought I was going to be a teacher someday.
2: Seriously, you wanted to be a teacher? I
1: did, yeah. Uh, but then I, I I tutored for a few years, and I, I subbed, like, substitute taught for the school district. and. After a while, I was like, I don't think I want to be a teacher anymore. (laughs) Wait, did
2: you do this in college? Like, did you go to, like... To Weber State. In teaching, you wanted to be a teacher.
1: Yeah. For a while, my major was secondary education. Because I did elementary school, like, tutoring. But then I wanted to actually teach, like, junior high or high school.
2: And when you tutored, how old were the students?
1: Between... kindergarten and first grade
2: okay because that's probably my level of tutoring but like once they get into like fourth and fifth grade that math level is a little out of my league
1: i would have to teach classes in high school and i would like just get a book with a lesson plan and i'd be trying to read it and go oh my gosh how do i understand this to teach them
2: (laughs) did it it takes a lot right
1: yeah it was it was hard yeah
2: okay so i could keep up with like the first or second graders
1: so they didn't like you know i walk in there looking the same age as them and Back then, and they were. How old like were you like when you did you did this? Early twenties, and so, yeah, I have some stories from that. So
2: like much, a year ago.
1: Yeah, a year ago. No, I'm I'm 33 now. <laughs> no, you're not. No. I am. Did you guys not know that? Yeah, I'm
2: I'm an old lady. We're taking a vote. I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> about I a year ago, TJ's. she tutored. Her. <laughs> she tutored her doing this, and then. Okay, you told me earlier that mm. your family moved to Utah when you were young, mm-hmm. um, and then w- w- tell us about growing up. Like, what was your childhood, like, or well, what do you want to tell I us about?
1: expect these kind of questions. Um,
2: Dude, we're really deep. Like, Dylan asks, like, really, like, that's formal cool. questions. I'm
1: into it. I'm way into it. Okay, so I'm the youngest of six kids, and growing up, um, you know, we were Mormon and pretty conservative and weren't allowed to say fart, you know? Fart? No. We had to say fluff or bodily function. My mom
2: let us say
1: shut up. Yeah, we called it the SU word. SU? Yeah, you couldn't say shut up. You had don't use the SU word.
2: Okay, this is how pathetic my family w- and I were. So growing up, we thought suck was the bad word. Yeah. And so we would walk around and we're like, "Oh fuck." And we thought that <laughs> fuck was like the the okay substitute word. No. And so we would say it all the time and then it wasn't until later on that we realized that was the bad word.
1: No. That's yeah. so funny. Where did you hear the F word?
2: I don't know. I was like 10, 11. <laughs> I don't know. We were just like playing football and Nerf football in the front yard. Yeah. And we were like, ah, oh, fuck, I missed that. And then...
1: Oh, fuck. That's funny. In fact,
2: I'm not even sure that my mom thought that we could not say fuck. I think that we probably said it around her. Like she didn't know s-
1: either. Your mom didn't know the F word was the F word. I'm not positive.
2: But... <laughs> I knew that we would get in trouble if we said suck and shut up. That's so funny. So you couldn't say fart?
1: No, that was the F word. (laughs) Fart. I'm offended. Stop. (laughs) No, um, yeah, we were, yeah.
2: Did you have to leave the room if you needed to?
1: Yes. Were you like that too?
2: No, but you seriously had to leave the room. Yeah,
1: you had to go do that in the bathroom.
2: Every time?
1: Yeah, for etiquette purposes, yeah.
2: But sometimes they're like sneak attacks and yeah. like you Sneaky. just can't plan for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was – my parents were kind of uptight. They loosened up because I was the youngest of six. They loo- by the time I was a teenager, I did whatever I wanted. But, I mean, as a kid, we, you know, couldn't say shut up and couldn't watch Simpsons and, you know. But, like, couldn't fart in the room with everyone there.
2: <laughs> 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 That's hilarious, actually. Th- and your mom and dad probably still excuse themselves – if they need to do it?
1: No, they're old and <laughs> fart freely so once The once the pens
2: come through, they fart freely. Uh, yeah, you know your mom's going to listen to this podcast. and No, she will
1: not. They, we'll, we'll find her. They don't look at my uh, anything I do like that for obvious reasons.
2: <laughs> we'll make a special recording just for her.
1: You send it to them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Just disregard the f- the <laughs> fart word. Yeah, we're sorry about that.
1: We're so sorry about the use of the f word, the gratuitous use of the f word.
2: <laughs> so y- you were the youngest. Yeah. <clears throat> and y- you did your uh, older siblings beat the crap out of you, or what?
1: No, I was favored. I was really well liked in my family.
2: <laughs> but like and things. you're smart. Like so. Oh, okay. I so like. You. Were you an honor roll student, or were you just the student No, I was terrible
1: in school. Obviously, like, I'm a stripper. Like, if I had, you know, followed through in school, I'd probably be doing something else.
2: Let's just be (laughs) honest. Some of those guys have more debt than you, probably.
1: Honestly, that's true. When I meet girls my age and we talk in depth about, like, what they're making and stuff, like, it's pretty comparable. You know what I mean? Like, if they've got a master's or whatever, like, so I guess it wasn't too stupid
2: of me to do that, but... What do you think are some of the misconceptions
1: about being a stripper? Yeah. Um, I was talking to someone about this today that um, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that a lot of strippers have a lot of sex with people or a lot of sex with customers and that's really just like the rarest thing ever. Oh, I saw this meme recently and it said, people say something like strippers you know, are easy but I've had more sex with registered nurses or something like that. And it's true actually st- statistically, like people in the medical field are very promiscuous. Not weird.
2: It's because they have scrubs.
1: Maybe those slutty scrubs.
2: <laughs> that's it's all it's all blamed on the scrubs. Okay, so that's your misconception. Um, yeah,
1: I feel like that's probably the biggest one because it's just really it's just not happening to the. I mean, it happens, of course, and just like in any job anyone has, you know, you end up sleeping with people you work with or whatever. But I don't feel like it happens to any more of a level than in any other industry that there is any other customer service or
2: no because I bet even like if y- you were, were um working at a nonprofit church it <laughs> probably still happens there too
1: oh you know you know those guys are whores
2: <laughs> it, totally they totally are <laughs> okay so misconception you don't think mm. that people are as into sex with the customers yeah what else surprised you surprised me. Yeah. I don't know. Um
1: I'm thinking uh, there are a lot more smart women than I thought. There's also, you know, just like any any world, there's some people that aren't very smart. But there are, you know, like one of my really good friends, she just retired because she got a scholarship to the U for um she's going to be a lawyer and she's really she danced for like 5 years.
2: What was that? Molly's looking around because we're in the the depths of um, our chocolate shop. There is a ghost in our building. That, however, is the kitchen above us that oh. we'll start hearing them tenderize meat and stuff soon. And they have the, like, their torture chamber above us, so sometimes you hear them drop stuff.
1: Is, like, blood going to drip on me? Maybe.
2: There's okay. a chance of it.
1: All right. I guess that's a risk I take. S-
2: <laughs> so you have friends that are just dropping out because they're going to law school?
1: Yeah. So I just, I feel like there's, you know, some people there that are very intelligent and have their shit together and aren't, like, I think the stereotypes exist for a reason, like coked out, drugged out, sluts. You know what I mean? Like all those kind of stereotypes, I think, exist because there are people like that in the industry. But I just think it's it's not the majority. I think it's more the minority, but, you know.
2: So something I know about you, you actually, for your birthday, did a a fundraiser or a charity event. And it was an event for something that was actually really important to you. Yeah. And uh, I know that you talk a lot about it on like your Instagram and about everything. Yeah. Tell people about it.
1: Okay. So for my birthday, you want me to tell the whole thing I yeah. did? Yeah. So for my birthday, I, I was actually looking for a charity that would let me raise money for my birthday instead of like, because at the t- club I was at, they'd, th- they'd kind of go all out and like make it really special for your birthday and advertise and stuff. And so I was like, I'd it'd be cool to use the opportunity to do something that like made me feel good. And so I decided to raise money, and I talked to a few charities that just wanted nothing to do with me. They were like, no, we don't want to be associated with you and your club and your stripping or whatever. And it was really, like, disheartening because I was like, oh, okay, I was just trying to do something good. And then someone recommended the Rape Recovery Center to me, and I had been to a few of of their events, like, supporting them. Like, I got this tattoo um, from one of their events. And then I went to one of their dinners and stuff just because I liked the cause. It's the uh, Rape Recovery Center of Utah. And I talked to them, and they were way excited and really wanted to do the event with me. And I was like, finally, someone who will let me do something good. (laughs) And so um, I did, and it went really well. Like, I feel like I could do it better, and I want to do another one because, like, after doing it now, I feel like I have more of an idea of, like, the ins and outs, and how to make it better. I was a little overwhelmed, but uh, it went really well, and we raised uh, 8000 over $8,000 for the rape recovery center.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Yes, I felt really good about it, and um, it was a lot of work. It was fun, though.
0: What, what was your favorite part of the experience?
1: Um, so, the girls, I, so I got in total, including myself, w- nine of us, nine dancers donated all of their tips that night. So we just came in and worked for like eight hours and didn't, you know, and donated all of our tips. So there was a, a couple of points in the back room where we're gathering that money together and chatting about h- our feelings about what we were doing. And it was just really emotional and it was really, um, <coughs> really cool. And one of the girls had come out of retirement to do the event. And she was like, this is the best night I've ever had here. This is the most amazing night I've ever had. And I was like, yeah, it feels like that. It felt really cool. And then I got to go. The next day, I asked all the girls to go with me to take the money um, to the place. But they were all busy. And so I went by myself. But that was a really cool experience, too. I just brought this huge envelope (laughs) of cash and was like, here, this is for you guys.
2: (laughs) Well, no, one of my friends actually told me about it. And she said what was so unique about you is nobody really did that, like, for their, their birthdays. It was usually all about them. Yeah. And and she thought it was so cool that you actually used the attention for, like, such a good cause. Yeah. So when you took them the envelope, mm-hmm. what did they – how was the reception?
1: They were just super sweet. I think, like, it was – and I've I've had some contact with them after that because I did a book that also – has proceeds go to them. I've only sold, like, a few of them. W-
2: What's the book, and where can people get
1: it? Well, that's part of the problem, is I'm trying to get it on Amazon right now. Um, I'm not sure, kind of, if I- anyone listens to this and wants to help me figure out how to get it out there. <laughs> but, like, right now, I just print them on Blurb. And so, as people want them, but it's kind of overwhelming for me when people, because I'm like, I work, I'm a single mom, I got stuff going on, and so I want to sell the book, but I'm also, like, it's kind of a lot for me. I kind of would like someone else to, like... Take that over, but um. Anyways, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> Just the
2: reception. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. The
1: um,
2: and then my question was, how could people get your book? But we'll find. We'll, we'll get you a publisher.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <It's about>
2: say <safe> fart, <laughs> 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 yeah, you'll be boycotted by that.
1: <laughs> no one's gonna want to work with me if I say fart.
0: Y- you also do um, things like direct produce and act yeah Um, h- how did you get started in that
1: so I've been doing that for like I don't know 10 years or something I've been doing that since long before I was a dancer I, I kind of actually shelved that because I needed to like raise my daughter and make money and I w- was doing that on my own and so I've always wanted to kind of be in like writing directing film type industry but uh, I've kind of been like, and I've done a lot of classes and stuff and that kind of thing, but but yeah, it kind of got sidetracked while I, you know, had to do other things, so. But I'm getting back into it, and I'm really excited to do that.
0: Wh- what were some of the types of projects that you worked on?
1: Um, b- Back in the day, <laughs> I did a a Christian web series.
2: Back in the day, again, you're only 21 right now, so, <laughs> like, so... Y- Like last year.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, like last year. But no, really, this was forever ago. Um, And people don't recognize me. Like people who've seen these things like do not know that I was in them.
2: In the seminary videos? Were you in seminary videos? Oh,
1: I was in actually quite a few church
2: things. You were in church videos? And there's
1: church things I was in that you had to have a temple recommend to be in. Isn't that funny?
2: You were in church videos.
1: Yeah, I for sure was. What about
2: some of the other church videos? Were you in seminary videos l- also?
1: I wasn't in seminary vi- videos. I just remember getting cast and stuff that like they told me I needed to have a t- like they only would cast people that had temple recommends, and I did have one because I was a very good Mormon at the time.
2: <laughs> can you talk about that role, or is it something that you can even talk about?
1: Um, I honestly don't even remember. Like on this is like ten years. ago. Oh come ago. on,
2: Molly! That was you were ten. No, but I will so tell you you was. So you were ten when you did it.
1: No. <laughs> No, but uh, I, I could tell you about the web series I was on that was a Christian web series that was Fine. terrible.
2: Wait, it was terrible?
1: I don't want to say that. I Okay, I, wa- so VeggieTales
2: was not a good thing for you.
1: <laughs> I wasn't on VeggieTales.
2: <laughs> Whatever. So you were the carrot on VeggieTales, and then what <laughs> happened? So in the episode, what did you do?
1: I, w- I wasn't on VeggieTales. Tales. <laughs>
2: This interview sucks, Dylan, <laughs> I'm just saying, Molly's totally letting me down. I'm sorry. Okay, so you also have acted in Yellowstone?
1: Yes. Yes. Mm. Yellowstone, I, w- I played a stripper.
2: On Yellowstone?
1: Yes. Have you seen it?
2: No. But um. it has Kevin, uh, Kevin Costner, right?
1: Yes. It's really good. I've watched it. It's a very good show. It's a, it's a series that was on Paramount Network. And now you can watch it on Amazon, and then eventually it'll go to, like, I don't know what else it'll go on to. But it was cool. I got to work with, you know, uh, Taylor Sheridan, I think is his name. He's a big-time dude. And, uh, yeah, it was cool.
2: And then, okay, so what other acting gigs have you done?
1: Um, I'm not as into the acting, but I did, like I said, I did I did ten episodes of a web series called Day Zero, where it was a post-apocalyptic um Christian web series. Were you a zombies. zombie? No, you were a zombie. I was not. My Did name, you hunt zombies? My name was Kat, and I played a girl from the Bayou, and I could not do an accent to save my life.
2: Okay, let's hear your accent.
1: I didn't have one. I can't even like imagine. This is like ten years ago. Like I can't even imagine it in my head. Like it was just sad because I'm from Atlanta, and I couldn't even do like a regular Southern accent. Like. Okay,
2: let's hear it. Do do your crappy one. Oh my god.
1: Hey y'all. Bingle, bangle, that's Boomhauer, dang it.
2: <laughs> that's your accent. That's the best you got? Okay. Do you I know what I said it was bad. That's why you didn't cut it as the carrot Dude, and veggie why I didn't
1: want to be an actress. i t I'm a terrible actress. Like terrible. So like, you
2: need a voice coach?
1: No, I just wanna write and direct. I don't I don't wanna have to be good at the talking.
2: <laughs> so tell us about have you you've directed?
1: I have directed. I've directed um like a thriller a few years ago, but they're all, all short films. Um, but like they've won some like local awards, like forty-eight hour film festival kind of stuff. But just here and there throughout the years, I've done that kind of thing.
2: Do you have a, a script that you've been working on that you want? I
1: have. I have one, and I've been talking to this guy who works with. Is ne- there a little Netflix. person in it? I could write one in <gasps> if you're going to be nice to me.
2: <laughs> I'll work on my accents. I'll totally work on my accents.
1: Okay, Um, So no, there is a script I've worked on for a while. It's like a a musical, a stripper musical. And it'd be like a TV series. But yeah, that's the one I.
0: Stripper musical.
1: Yeah. So in five years, when it's a big deal.
2: I don't sing. So I'm just saying I don't sing. So I'm going to have to be in the scenes that they're not singing. Do you
1: dance, though? (laughs) (laughs)
2: really <laughs> 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 yeah there's no way
0: i could be taught okay so maybe you can teach me yeah you could, you could be the bouncer steve
1: yeah
2: oh my gosh you could teach me aerials Arial. okay l- okay just i don't know maybe build a hammock or something that i oh, can like, like the silks in. and the hoop and stuff yeah and I then i could just sit there in the hammock and then just like make snide comments like you can do better Go do it.
1: That's your character? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Keep kicking ass.
1: All right. We'll, we'll write
2: you Wait, in. you question that character? That's, this <laughs> is gold.
0: So you'll, you'll be like the Mark Marin in um, uh, Glow.
1: Oh, Glow is great. I didn't see the second season, but the first the season. The second season's really good. It's funny because when I've talked to people about my project, they've been like, oh, that reminds me of Glow. And I'm like, that's weird. I love Glow.
0: Check out Glow, Steve.
1: Yeah, you got to watch Glow. Steve.
0: <laughs> so, so some of the questions I have is the difference between okay. how uh, strip clubs are here and elsewhere, like, you know. So
1: I have some limited knowledge on that. Okay. Sometimes I like to talk about it like I have a lot of knowledge, but I don't have, because I've only danced a few places out of the state. Right. Um, From what I see, Um, you know, The laws can be different where, like, where is it? Like in Portland, it's like full nude, alcohol, everything. And here it's more like if you serve alcohol, there's, you know, no nudity and no lap dances. Um, But if they don't serve alcohol, you can have one or the other. You can have uh, nudity or lap dances, but you can't have both. So those are, that's kind of the gist.
0: Yeah, I've only been to American Bush here once.
1: I went there once.
0: And uh, I'm not, re- it was over 20 years ago, so before you were born. 20 years ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: before I was born. Yeah. No, I was one, because <laughs> I'm one. 21, right?
0: And it, it was different. It, it was weird not drinking in the club. I
1: it helps the atmosphere, especially like a lot of women would come to trails when I worked there. Um, and it helps them loosen up because, you know, as a woman, you can feel a little uptight about those kind of situations. You're like, is this empowerment? Is this are they objectifying? You're kind of confused about how you want to feel about these women, and you get a couple drinks. You're like, oh no, these women are fabulous. I love it. <laughs> uh,
0: do you feel it's empowering or it's just a job? I think it
1: can be. I think it's really what you make of it. I think it's like it can really be that for you. It's really been that for me, in a lot of ways. It's been really empowering, um, you know, financially and given me a lot of confidence. That kind of thing so i think it can be that if you do it right
2: how do you do it right
1: how do you do it right (laughs) so i have some videos on this which i want to i've made more and i want to post more and make more so
2: how can people find that too
1: um molly the stripper is my instagram and i'm going to work i'm probably doing other social media but i mainly focus on instagram and even then i don't always do much of that I need a manager. I need a Ma- publisher and I sent you like 20 and messages,
2: and guess what? You, you ha- lie. N- no, you didn't. I'm going to pull out my phone pull while Dylan's asking Whip it out, and let's question, see it. And I'm going to show, and we will show you that Molly
0: Ma- has yet to respond. They are now searching through their phones vigorously.
1: I'm not. I'm just going to let him do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the last question? Voila! You have one you said messages like plural. <laughs> messages,
0: that's
2: one this message is singular. <laughs> Details. Like so so seriously. I haven't seen that. W- yeah, why are you too cool to read my messages? Like I'm I sorry, sent like one specific message a few months ago.
1: I have like fifteen thousand followers. Ugh. And so like I am one person. I, am not I don't I run that page myself. You know what I mean? Like I said, like I and a- and also I have to pace myself. Because if I don't, I get burned out on everything. I'm a very sensitive, delicate flower. That
2: message was gold, Molly. I'm just telling you, gold. (laughs) Let's
1: read it. You want me to read it out loud? I think
2: it was, "Hey, you should come to our podcast someday." And so, like, she didn't respond to me, but she responds to Dylan. So my point is, I think that Dylan, you're cooler than I am, apparently.
0: No,
1: it just depends. That's news to me. Sometimes I (laughs) go through. It's hit and miss. Like people I respond to, it's just random. It's just like, okay, I've got time. Who's messaged me? There's no rhyme or reason to any of it.
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm glad I made it past the gate thing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then it's what's interesting is I'll talk to people for a while after that. Like, I had this. Can I tell you this little story? The other day, this guy messaged me, and let's he'd gotten Steve. let's call him Steve, <laughs> and I, <laughs> <laughs> and I've had this happen a few times, uh, where <laughs> they'll message me about relationship problems. And we will talk extensively about them. Oh my gosh, this really
2: <laughs> could have been me. Okay, so okay, what did they ask, and what did advice did well, you give them?
1: Um, I kind of don't want to say because I feel like then he'll know I was yeah I was talking about him because if, if he listens to this he'll know because it's very specific.
2: Well, it is my podcast. So okay, <laughs> so like, so okay, so let's say I had a let's say I had a relationship advice. Not sure if they loved me or not. What advice do you give people for their relationships?
1: Honestly, I really will listen, and I'll ask a bunch of questions because I actually love giving advice. So, I will be like, "What? Tell me all the details." And then I'll just give them an opinion. I'm like, "This is what I think. This is what I think about your situation." And uh, anyways, I did that for a guy the other day, and he sent me flowers to my work, like this big, beautiful bouquet of flowers because he just he's like, "Thank you. Like I really needed that. Like I was in a kind of a dark place and you were and that's what i mean like it was just random like and i've had people like that and i've probably talked to him for like a year i've met him once but he messaged me messages me occasionally and s- you know updates me on what's going on with him and i update him on what's going on with me and internet friends you okay, know okay
2: well this will bring to another question so you <laughs> yeah. talk with a lot of guys yeah probably more guys than girls is there a theme in relationships b- where between problems. Like have you noticed something like where <laughs> okay, I'm a guy <coughs> and I can admit I'm stupid a lot. But have you seen like maybe repeated patterns that that us guys do over and over again? Or the biggest problems in relationships and maybe how can we amend that? Okay. Is that's a deep I question? Like question. And that th- was a deep question. And I know that you tutored first in kindergartners and this is way up there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so So I think um, I wouldn't say I see a lot of common problems. I think I see a lot of people who let people mistreat them. And that really upsets me. And I really feel like that's something I like to talk to people about. Because I want to be like, why are you letting people treat you this way? On both sides. The guys and the women. I don't really see, it doesn't seem to lean. And I talk to a lot of women, too. Like, I have for some reason, like, chicks dig me. (laughs) Like... I have a lot of female women that follow me that like me and that want to come will come to the club and see me and that want to you know message me and talk about stuff and so and I grew up with three sisters so like I I really like women like I I like talking to them I connect with them really well so
2: so lesson one is respect yourself
1: respect yourself is that what I'm teaching you
2: is that what you're teaching me
1: yeah I just yeah I feel like a lot of people need to have better healthy healthier boundaries about how they let people treat or talk to them and and kind of being strong enough to like walk away from situations when they're being mistreated this, this is so weird that it's evolved in this into this conversation
2: <laughs> uh, so walking away when do you know it's time to walk away
1: I think when you've made it clear what your boundaries are and that person continues to cross them i think that's when you know like it's time for me to move on and you can do that and still love them and say i love you but i'm i love myself too and i want to move on and not be treated poorly
2: what's in your your movie that Mm -hmm. you're creating and your series Uh huh. but even in general what's the ideal relationship what is an ideal relationship What are the components? I don't.
1: Okay, that's one I'm not sure of. But I think equality. For you. I think, for me, I think it's like, it's evolved from growing up Mormon and thinking, you know, in this very, very like patriarchal kind of way and thinking like the man does this and the woman does that to kind of evolving into like, all right, well, we can both be nurturers and we can both be people who contribute financially and we can both be... Those masculine and feminine qualities that, you know, get put together in a way that makes it work for us. Does that that answer it?
2: Yeah. (laughs) And, And because even in my own relationships, like I notice that I have a problem where I probably try to nurture and it can come across as like almost imprisoning them. Like it almost is like that I'm suffocating them.
1: Well, all those qualities have their flip side. Yeah. Of like being too much.
2: And there's a fine line between finding the right match of somebody that you're equal with or that you're like smothering. And like, I think it's important to kind of remember those boundaries. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for that?
1: I think it's uh, self-awareness is good. Knowing that like you have a tendency for that and then keeping an eye on that and going, okay, I have a tendency for that. Why do I do that? And like how can I do that differently next time, you know, so that like the other person's comfortable. It's
2: not gonna be a next time. Come right? on. I'm in the perfect relationship now. You are? I think.
1: Oh. I always I
2: don't think they know it yet, but oh. it is totally <laughs> perfect. It's it's amazing, I'm just saying.
1: Okay, congratulations then.
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and I've been I've been married seventeen years and it. Oh, nice. We're good. We, we've had our rough patches, and we just talk a lot, and we're just very open with our son about everything. And so we have him ask, go ask us qu- if he has questions about anything, just very open.
1: I and think that's important. Yeah. And uh, you seem like you would know because you've maintained a very long-term relationship.
0: Yeah. Uh, she's either really dumb or really smart.
1: <laughs> Probably both <'Cause laughs> about I'm certain different things. Yeah
0: because I'm bound to do something someday, maybe. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, enough about me. Um, when preparing to dance, uh-huh. um, are there Kay. situations where you're uh, more creative than others, trying to figure out moves? or?
1: So, uh, I... The first, like, three years, I got incredibly intensely... Um, anxious and nervous and that was really hard and so I would take the opportunity whenever I could when there wasn't customers to go and like go on a stage that no one was at and like practice um and and I could like you know watch YouTube video YouTube videos and learn moves and and then also listen to music and like be try and be creative and try and like um do that um but over dancing for five years now it's like sometimes it feels creative and sometimes it's going with the music and it's an expression and it's artistic and other times I'm on autopilot just like any other job where like literally I had a friend sit at the stage and he was there for like almost my whole set almost two songs and I didn't even see him there like because I just was so on this is my job I'm here 40 hours a week like I am not you know really present for this I'm just going through the motions so but sometimes it is creative yeah
2: I'm just wondering so in today's society everybody's on Instagram snapchat or y- you know just social media and everybody's like trying to one-up somebody else uh-huh. um, and that's good and bad for both men and women but is there what would you want women to learn about themselves What's one <laughs> lesson that they could take about self-awareness or confidence? Or if you could try to teach women one thing, what would you want them to know about themselves?
1: Wow. You've hit me with some questions that I just did not expect. Um, I guess off the top of my head, I these would These questions
2: could have been answered in that one Instagram message that I messaged months <laughs> ago. <laughs> I would just say these questions were all legit
1: i have loved all the questions I just they're really they're very profound they're very deep questions so I'm off the top of my head the first thing I thought of was that um beauty is so subjective that like you just need to like love yourself and that is beautiful and one of the things I learned from dancing that has given me confidence is that I saw these other women with different shaped bodies you know thin women thick women women with large breasts, women with small breasts, you know, women of all different kinds of looks and everything that, that are really beautiful. They're all beautiful. You know, like when they love themselves and care about themselves and, you know, exude that kind of confidence. Um, And that gave me my own confidence to go, oh, well, I can be beautiful looking the way that I look. I don't have to be a certain weight or a certain size or a certain cookie cutter shape like I'm beautiful the way that I am and so I guess that's kind of a message I I like and I would want to share with other women and hope that they gain that feeling somehow through their life I don't know and that maybe I can help that in some small way if they follow me and pay attention to the things that I say I don't know
0: um if given a forum what what kind of things would you like to share with people you know through your experiences and things like that
1: oh so there's this um, mm, there's a quote and it's from let me think it's Tolstoy um, Anna Karenina and one of the people says in it something like you should live for the soul and not the belly and I I remember reading that and that like feeling really true to me that like we kind of want to live this life of like what do I want what do I want and not pay as much attention to like what you actually need what does your soul need not like your desires in this moment and like your I don't know base kind of urges but like what will really give you like true sustenance to make you feel good and make you happy and I feel like that's kind of the stuff that I try to like exude is like being who you are being someone that you can be proud of being someone that like you feel good about even in an industry like mine (laughs) where like people may not see it that way but you can do that anywhere you are you can be someone you can be proud of and be someone you feel good about anywhere you go in the industry you're in and so I guess something like that
0: who inspires you
1: who inspires me I like Gary V. You know Gary V?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he kind of has uh, similar ideas like that of like, yeah, hustle. Yeah, get go get what you want. But hey, also like be a really good person. Like also like, you know, don't screw other people over and be an honest, genuine person. So yeah, I like him. Um, I, I volunteered
0: <coughs> for an event just to see him in person.
1: You saw him in person? Yeah, There I'm was so an I'm event jealous. down in
0: Provo. And the company that was putting it on, I messaged them, you know, I'm going to see Gary Vee in person. Can I volunteer? Can I help out? Oh, my gosh. That's cool. It was really cool.
1: Yeah, I'd love to meet him. He's so cool. I I try to um, tell people about him so they'll, like, follow him. Because I I meet a lot of people that have a lot, they want to do a lot of things. And I'm like, oh, you should listen to him because (coughs) I want them to have more of that kind of, because a lot of people I know are like, have you heard the term, like, secure the bag or stuff like that or, like, Stuff just about hustle, stuff about like get get that money and like no one cares how and I l- I like to turn them on to people like Gary Vee to be like, No, you should do you should be ambitious but you should do it in a way that doesn't hurt other people, you know.
0: But and try to figure out stuff. Just just do it, you know.
1: Yeah. 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 I like his his mentality a lot. Um, who else? I like comedians a lot. I like uh I don't know. I admire go- like Goldie Hahn a lot, because she like did a lot of films and produced her own stuff, and she was cool. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so those are people I kind of. I, I
0: I look up to comedians too. <laughs> uh, my, my through my work, through Wise Guys, I've I've met quite a few and a I've lot of a them. I've met a few, yeah. A lot of them are really down to earth and just great people.
1: Yeah, I've I've made out with a few famous comedians.
0: <laughs> Wait, okay, <laughs>
2: names. I can't
1: Uh, uh, (laughs) I still talk to some of them oh I'll talk about one he sucks (laughs) Chris D'Elia is that his name yeah he sucks I made out with him (laughs) you made
2: out with Chris yeah (laughs) which probably
1: I feel like probably most of everyone has because he's a slut
2: did you mouthwash after
1: no I actually liked him like I was pretty deluded like I was like because this is he's uh, he's this kind of shitty guy he was like, I love how we went from something so good to something so awful.
2: <laughs> and I perked right <laughs> up, and I got, like, way excited. Like, I was kind of asleep you there were, like, for a minute, boring. and I just, like, came Shut back. Shut
1: up. No, so, no, he was this kind of douche. He's this kind of fuckboy, where, like, he would say, like, he messaged me all week, like, constantly, pictures, all this shit, and then when we hung out, he totally said stuff to me, like, that he might like he was like oh you make me want to live here and you know what i mean just stuff that's unnecessary if you're just using someone like it just seemed really maybe he was torn no like as time went on like i he said he was going to hang out the next night and then he didn't and then i might have heard from him like once after that and i never heard from him again and i totally think i mean sometimes i wonder though like if i'd slept with him if i would have heard from him again but then i'm like no he would have moved here yeah, he would've he'd be living here now.
2: <laughs> well, way to mess that up, Molly. <laughs> Damn it. Had what I been sluttier
1: it all would have worked out. No, I genuinely liked him though. I think that's why I don't like him now is I'm like is I was back. I was deluded. No, thank you. He <laughs> okay. I heard later he had a girlfriend. Like he wasn't <clears throat> he wasn't trying to date me, you know. <clears throat> but yeah, I've had similar Experiences with a few. I like comedians. Like, I, if you're, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a celebrity chaser, but I definitely have, like, a thing for comedians. Like, it's my niche, you know?
2: (laughs) I got nothing. I'm going to have to, like, start reading comedy.
1: Reading comedy?
2: It's not like I'm that funny. I mean, so I got to work on my skills.
0: He's funny. You're, you do. I've
2: got nothing. I push chocolate. (laughs) <laughs> and that's it. I'll work on my skills.
0: I think I've covered everything I've wanted to. Did you want to ask anything else? Well, um, how can people find you? Instagram.
1: Yeah, Instagram's really all all I do. And even then, I go on kind of breaks from that. But sometimes... I'm just
2: saying, don't expect a message back. Oh,
1: my it's God. going to
2: come. And so, like, just, like, do the likes or, the Tell like, a few likes, like, throughout her pages. Like, maybe comment in a thread. Maybe. But don't send messages.
1: No, sometimes I do get to them. Sometimes I do. Not all the time, but sometimes. If Obviously, I wouldn't be here.
2: If you're lucky like Dylan, then she'll respond.
0: <laughs> I, I get lucky sometimes. <laughs> uh, bonus question time. Okay. Who is your favorite Muppet and why?
1: Muppet. My favorite Muppet. I don't know that I have a favorite Muppet.
0: It I mean, I'd say Sesame I kind of like Miss Piggy Miss Piggy,
1: because I feel like she's really funny and she's a diva. I don't know. She doesn't take shit from nobody. And Kermit's all worships her,
2: you know. <laughs> <laughs> but OK, that's the messed up relationship that we were talking about. Up, before. Yeah. Like she gives and get gi- or like I like gives. it because it's Kermit funny. gives a lot.
1: Yeah. Like it's funny, though.
2: Does she give back?
1: I mean, she probably does in the bedroom. I don't know. Maybe that's the dynamics of the relationship. You know what I mean? Like, he's submissive in public and she's submissive in the bedroom. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to go there. So, okay. <laughs> Miss Piggy it is. And if some you, you were to have your life <laughs> made into a movie, mm-hmm. who would play you?
1: Um, I don't know. Julia Roberts. I don't know. I don't really know. I just like her. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Who who would you say would play me? I don't know, but Julia Roberts? Yeah. What's wrong with you're that? You're only 21. She played a hooker. She cannot. Oh. I thought you were saying like Julia Roberts is up here and I'm down here.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> Remember the self-confidence thing. No, you're, I'm Julia sorry. Roberts is down there and you're way up here. No, don't you speak of her that way. Nah, I don't know. She might be a little rude. I'm just saying. Really? I don't know.
1: Maybe. I feel like she's a doll. I feel like she'd just be really nice. But, yeah, I don't know who'd play me. Who, yeah, I can't, can't think of anyone.
2: That's all I got, Dylan. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt would play me. Brad Pitt would play you?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I am so done with this. <laughs> I just thought of a random question. Okay. Do you have a poll? in your house
1: i don't i've always wanted one but at my last house there wasn't room and at my place now there isn't room i'm hoping at my next place there there will be room and i'll make some time for that
0: like i said just a random question Um, a
1: a lot of girls i know have them even girls i know who aren't strippers have them it's like it's very trendy
0: great workout isn't it
1: i saw a post today from kate hudson and it's her like after she had her baby kind of photo But in the background, you can see her pull. She's got her pull-up. And she does pull. If you look her up, she does a lot of pull kind of stuff. And so I thought that was interesting to see.
0: So if somebody wanted to see you uh, at work, where could they...
1: You'd have to look at my Instagram. I usually try and post about where I'm going to be. Right now, I'm doing a few new clubs. uh, Divas, uh, Deuces, and Blue Sapphire. And... um, but I'm kinda gonna get comfortable at all the clubs and I'd like to do all the ones in Salt Lake City. And then I'll post more about when I'm there. Cause right now I've noticed like I posted about one and a bunch of people came and I was not prepared because I'd never danced on that stage before and every stage here is totally different. And so I was kinda feeling like a baby deer, you know, <laughs> and like not very confident and I had a bunch of people there to see me. And so I'm kinda getting more comfortable with all the clubs and then I'll probably be posting more and making it clear you know, where I am on what night and advertising that more. So, yeah.
0: I like Deuces. It's a nice, cozy I little place. I am
1: loving Deuces. Can I tell you? Love it. Deuces is awesome. It's so laid back. You know, Trails was very high paced, very high energy. And, um, and Deuces, I really like a lot. So that's kind of going to be my main spot, I think,
0: is Deuces. Uh, and what is your Instagram account so everybody can check Molly it out? Molly
1: the Stripper. Very simple.
0: Well, thank you, Molly. Yeah, thank you. The podcast is done, man. Ah.